0: Joy to the world, the Lord has come. This is Jerry G. Martin. We are celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. One of the most significant events in the history of the world. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son that whoever would believe on him would not perish but shall have everlasting life. He was born for our salvation He was crucified for our salvation. He was raised up on the third day for our salvation. And now we are celebrating who he is and that he's not only come to the world, but he has come to our lives. Use the opportunity of this season to invite someone to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Listen to these messages today as we continue to walk in the light of God's word as we celebrate our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. People get in debt because you want stuff you can't pay for. My father bought a 1966 Chevrolet, brand new. And I was in high school and I said, Dad, why don't we get us some mag wheels? You need some mags to put on the car. He says, why do I need mags? I can't see them while I'm driving. <laughs> they don't make the car ride any better. In fact, the only one that can see them while I'm riding is that old joker that's gonna try to steal them. (laughs) I said, Well, at least we can get air conditioning in the car. He said, You got four of them, roll them down. (laughs) So if we're not enslaved to our possessions, then we get enslaved to our pleasures, to our lust. I got to gamble, I got to drink, I got a party. Got to have sex. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a addicted to sex. When did that come up? Got a sexual addiction. I just got to have me somebody. Got to have me somebody. I don't care anybody after a while. Men's clubs and pornography and all of those kind of things. That's that addiction. Paul says we were enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We tried to quit on our own. But we were unable to quit until we came into the delivering power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some people never quit their addictions until they got saved. And then Paul says to top that off, we lived in malice and envy. We lived in a culture where there was a dog-eat-dog world and it's every person for themselves and we're doing our own thing and we're not considering others. Somebody just said this week, black lives matter. And I said, all lives matter. All lives matter. Don't just try to sell me that. The Bible said, don't let the world conform you to its way of thinking. Else, you're going to have a shallowed view of everything that's happening. I'm not turning on the television, the news, and getting my information for somebody to try to shape me to their mold. And people are arguing with you. Now, all lives matter. All lives matter. Black lives matter. All right, well, that's, all, that's part of their all lives. You're saying somebody else's life don't matter? They'll sell you that. And I'm just saying, you know what? If I wasn't passionate, I'd be selling t-shirts. I make money off of all of that stuff. Amen. Yeah, that's Black Lives Matter here. Get this t-shirt. Let's find out what's next. I'll be right behind Al Sharpton. What's next, Al? (laughs) And if he ain't busy, I'll find Cornell. Boy, what you finna do? We, we live in a uh, with malice and envy. That's what you see in the culture right now. The Republicans can't get along with the Democrats, the conservatives and the liberals and the ultra liberals and the president can't get along with neither one of them. He says, you, we live in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. There are all kind of drama going on around us and they're stirring it up. We live with malice and envy. We are mad at people. If they have what we want, we just get mad at them. We're trying to get something better than the next person. I, I like what you got now. I'm going to get something better than that so you can see that I'm better than you. All kinds of stuff going on. And if we couldn't get what we wanted, we became haters. So y'all just thought they started talking about haters lately. Paul said there were some haters, but let your hater be your motivator. <laughs> we had haters. We lived and interacted with those who were hating and being haters. Nothing's new under the sun, Solomon said. If things just keep coming around and around, you may label it different, you may tag it different, but it's the same thing, and it all comes from sin nature that resonates in the life of people. So just in case you didn't get it, he said we were foolish, we were disobedient. We were deceived, we were enslaved, and we had an attitude, and we were haters and being hated. That's Paul saying, man, we were some tough customers. That's the bad news. Now for the good news. Verse 4, he says, but when the kindness and love of God, our Savior appeared. Oh, he said something happened. We were all of that. Now, let's not casually pass the word but. It is a conjunction used to introduce a statement that adds something to the previous statement and usually will contrast it in some way. The previous statement in these Verses says, at one time we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasure. We lived in malice and envy being hated and hating one another. But, except for the fact, but instead of having no alternative, but when the kindness of our Lord and our Savior appeared, something happened. God could have left us in this messed up condition, but God could have let us continue to a destination of hell fire for eternity, but God could have turned his back on us while we were yet sinners, but but God demonstrated his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah, we were foolish. Yeah, we were deceived. Yeah, we had all kind of issues, but God. Somebody say, but God. God. Verse 5, he said, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. We were totally unrighteous and undeserving, but God. God, because of his mercy, he looked at us and he had mercy upon us. He said, they don't know what they're doing. They can't change their lives on their own. They have no capacity. They have no power to change their own direction. They're just going with the flow. They don't have any way to do that. But God, he saved us. Through the washing of rebirth, it says in verse 5, and the renewal by the Holy Spirit whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior. God says they need some help. The folks need some help. They they are lost and they are uh, helpless and they are harassed. Jesus said that about the people when he talked to his disciples in Matthew chapter 9. He said look at the people. They are hopeless and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. But he came to save us and to wash us. And verse 7 says, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Yes, we had issues before we got here. We too were foolish. We too were deceived. We too were drawn by our passions and our lust. But God made a way for us. None of this would have occurred without the Savior who was given to us by God 2,000 years ago. God was thinking about you and he was thinking about me. He was thinking about our salvation. He was thinking about our joy and our peace. He was thinking about our abundant life. He was thinking about our eternal life. So I want you to think about that as we celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. The book of Luke tells us about that in verse 2. He says this, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. You are included in all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. God said, I need you to go down on a mission for me. There are some people who are deceived. There are some people who... Don't know where they are and where they're going. They're they're all confused and they're tied up. They're bound. They're in sin. They can't break out. I need you on a mission, so I'm going to send a Savior. He said, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ, the Lord. You were on God's mind thousands of years before you were born. He says, "There, there are sinners and they need a Savior. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know where you are in your life today. I don't know what has happened in your life. I don't know what you've done. But whatever you've done, God, who is rich in mercy, is able to change your life. And you can't change it on your own. You might want to do better. I tried to do better before I got saved. And you, some of you tried to do better. I know I need to change. You get to a place where you just know your life is messed up. You know your life is not going down the right direction. So you say, I need some change. I think I need to be a better person. You can't be a better person. You need to be a saved person. Amen. You know you decided, I just, to, I just need to manage my mouth. I'm just not going to curse anymore. That was good until you woke up. <laughs> and you got to the stop sign. And you say, oh my goodness, I guess I have to start over again tomorrow. Trying to live good is like trying to stay on a diet. Need I say more? You did pretty good until the next meal. (laughs) Well, I guess I'll start next week again. And then the holidays come. Thanksgiving, 4th of July. Somebody have your favorite. People always have your favorite dish when you're trying to diet, don't you? Oh, Lord, peach cobbler. I'll start tomorrow. <laughs> well, the devil does that too. He has your favorite dish of sin when you're trying to be better. And then you say, well, I'll start over tomorrow. You got to become a new person to where your appetite changed. And now you're, you're, you're interested in the things of God instead of the things that please your flesh. Jesus Christ came for a purpose. He did not come... So we could gather around and look at a manger scene and then trade gifts with each other. He came to bring us the gift of salvation so that we can have eternal life. This is Jerry G. Martin and I certainly hope that you have enjoyed this message for the season. The Bible tells us that Jesus came to bring peace, to bring salvation and bring his joy into our lives and our heart. We sing joy to the world. This year has been a tumultuous year. Many of us do not have the joy of the Lord in us today. We may not have the peace of God in our hearts right now because of all the things that have been going on around us. But I want you to know that the Lord Jesus Christ is still seeking to save those who are lost. He's still bringing his joy and he's still bringing his peace to every one of us who will Turn our hearts toward him and invite him into our lives and allow him to be the Lord of our lives. He was born so that we can be born again and have a new life in Christ Jesus. I invite you to be our guest at the light of the world. We are meeting in person on Sundays. For more information or if you have a prayer request, call us at 281 964 1393. That's 281-964-1393. I also invite you to join us online each Sunday at 10 a.m. at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And then don't forget about the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. Call us if you need church supplies, communion supplies, offering envelopes bibles or books or study material 281-441-2885 again that's 281-441-2885 now for the light of the world may the lord our god richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time